Welcome back to Heart to Heart. This is episode seven. I can't believe we got here, guys. It's almost been two months that I've been doing this. I'm so happy that I started this journey. It's definitely taken a lot more work than I expected, but really rewarding to be able to have these long form conversations with you guys and just be able to share things in a different way. Today's episode is going to be about my career journey, how I got to where I am today, how I started, and everything in between. Now, I grew up in an ultra orthodox community. Education was not something that was promoted at all. I think they were like, they did offer some college AP courses like English and biology. I didn't have any interest in being an accountant or a secretary or a bookkeeper. And all those things are kind of what's available to you if you're looking to have an education. Now, the people that I know from where I came from that went to school went to mostly like all girls schools, an accelerated program for either bookkeeping, accounting maybe, to be a nurse, physical therapist, any kind of therapist basically, social worker, but none of those things interested me at all. I've always been a really creative person and I just didn't see myself in a position like that. So, I wanted to do something creative. So, growing up, what did I see around me? When you're younger, you always dream about being something. I wanted to be a hairdresser. Now, in my community, when women get married, they wear wigs. So there's a profession called a shetelmacher, which means like a hair maker, I guess. You can make a really nice salary doing that, make your own hours. And it just seemed like something that would be interesting for me because I wasn't into schooling at all. I was a pretty good student, honestly. I was super studious. I try, I studied really hard. I had good grades. But the thought of going to like a nine to five kind of job and sitting behind a desk had no interest to me at all. So when the college classes were offered, it just wasn't something that I even thought about doing or my parents even encouraged me to do because they knew I wanted to go cosmetology school. When I was in eighth grade, My mom took me to Bumble and Bumble to get my hair cut. And that was like the biggest deal for me. It was my birthday celebration. I became really close to the head stylist there. And she would guide me, tell me what I needed to do. I would, when kids were teenagers, they would buy like teen magazines and like read the gossip. I would buy hairstyling magazines and look at the latest hair trends. I know, super cool of me, but I loved it. And I love changing my hairstyle and doing different things. So I thought this was a perfect thing for me. I skipped a grade and I graduated high school at 17. And I really wanted to go to cosmetology school. Where I came from, most people do a gap year in Israel. It's called seminary where you basically go and study Judaics for a year. And the thought of doing extra schooling was just not interesting for me because all the options that my school offered were like super, super, super religious, where you just study Judaics all day long, super strict rules, you're not having fun. And I just didn't want to do it. So my parents, though, because I was 17, were like, you can't, they're like, you can't go to cosmetology school because that's a secular environment. And they didn't want me to be around people like that. Instead, I went to a kosher culinary school. 
I don't believe it's around anymore. It might have transitioned. In Brooklyn, it's called CKCA, Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. Uh, it was a six-month program. I did the cooking and the baking. I did it with my mom, the cooking part. Every morning, Monday through Thursday, we would leave at 6 a.m. to Brooklyn until 1 p.m., drive back home. I would always make dinner that night, and whatever we had learned that day, I would make it. I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen. So this was like a really fun in-between activity for me while I was applying to cosmetology school because that's what I wanted to do. And my parents said, when you turn 18, you can go to cosmetology school. It was a really fun experience. I had no interest in becoming a chef or working at a restaurant. But when I did finish my schooling, I interned at a kosher steakhouse called ETC Steakhouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's still around. You guys can go check it out. It's a great place. And it was a really fun environment for me to be in. I was there during the day. I didn't work while the restaurant was open because I didn't want to be working at night. So I would get there from like, I think I worked maybe like 12 to 5. I it was unpaid. I was kind of like an internship. I took care of the appetizers and desserts. And if you ate there from, when was this? Um, Like 2011, probably April to June, I was probably making your desserts or your appetizers. Learned a lot. Learned how to say fuck in a proper sentence. I had never said fuck before. But in the kitchen, language is a dirty place. And I just remember being around it and being like, oh, my God, people are saying fuck in a sentence. But then when you're around curse words a lot, it kind of becomes like second nature to you. But that was just like a really funny memory that I had. Anyway, I finished that. I am a lifeguard in the summer with my friends. That's when I met one of my best friends today, Zahava, and we became friends there. That's also the summer that I met Ben, my ex-husband. Then he left to Israel, was studying there for the year, kind of like the male version of seminary, which I skipped. And I started cosmetology school. And I loved it. It was an eight or nine month program. And I just really loved being in a place where it was a creative environment. It was really different for me because I never interacted with non-religious people before really on like a regular basis besides like passing them in a mall or in the city or something. So it was a really new experience for me, but I made some really great friends. I loved it. So when I graduated, that is when Ben was coming back from Israel. We started dating again. We got engaged in the summer and then we were going to be moving to Israel. So I didn't work in between that time. I was kind of just like enjoying having a summer break. And my plan was when I get to Israel, I will continue my hair journey. I had the option of doing wigs because women wear wigs when they get married. I was going to be wearing a wig and or I had the option of doing like weddings or bar mitzvahs or celebrations. So there are a lot of options for me. I moved to Israel and a lot of times what people do there is your husband goes and he studies in yeshiva and the wives sleep late and their activity of the day is making lunch and then making dinner or having babies. And I definitely didn't want to have babies. And I tried making lunch and dinner for a week and I absolutely hated it. I was bored out of my fucking mind. So I started looking for an actual 
regular like nine to five kind of salon job because I knew that I would have to build up my freelance part by putting my name out there. I made business cards. I had a friend who understood Hebrew really well. I learned Hebrew in school, but I didn't know of Brit very well, more Lashon Kodesh, which is the holy language. He helped me find a, a salon in Israel. It was called Femco Fure. I went in for an interview. I remember the guy was Israeli, but he had lived in Montreal, so he spoke English really well. It was across from the Mamila Hotel, so most of the clients that would come in were international, which was nice. So even though I did learn an incredible amount of Hebrew working in that environment, I was able to speak English as well. I was an assistant. I got paid probably like $6 an hour, saved up all that money that I made so that we were able to travel in Europe. I enjoyed working there. I realized that salon life wasn't for me. I didn't like the repetitiveness of it. And I also realized that I didn't like doing wedding hair or doing bar mitzvah or event kind of hair like that because you have to deal with people and people's opinions and their moods. And when I'm feeling something, it kind of shows on my face. I'm not really good at masking what I'm feeling. And you have to be like, insanely patient and calm to work in that environment and I just wasn't and I didn't enjoy it what I really wanted to do was do editorial hair or like tv or movies at the time I was um sabbath or shabbat observant so I didn't work on Saturdays and the places that I had looked into Saturdays is the most busy day you can't just take off so I'm like okay I need to figure something else out Moved back to New York after a year of living there. Great experience. And I'm like, now what? Like, what do I do with my life? I need to figure out something else. My mom had just started her shoe brand, Julia Hart. And she was like, why don't you try accessories design or jewelry design? Because I love creative things. So I'm like, that's cool. Let me try that out. And at that point, my mom had already been transitioning out of the religious community. It basically left. So I was working for my parents as a nanny. They paid me to take care of the house because my mom wasn't really around and my dad worked a lot. I would make dinner and do homework with my little brother, get him ready for school, be there to pick him up. So I was making an income as a nanny, but I also had a lot of free time during the day to figure out how I could get my life together. And I was like, okay, let me check out FIT. So I went to an open house or one of those open things, met with the professor, realized like I wouldn't be able to apply to the program until the fall. And I had gotten back in January and I wanted something to do immediately. And I had no art experience whatsoever. What I did was the professor that I spoke to encouraged me to take accessories design and jewelry design classes. So I did like illustration on both ends as a non-matriculated student at FIT. And I also applied to RCC, which was my community college, so that I could start just getting credits as well towards general education because accessories design is a well-rounded degree and it's not just about art. So I was taking classes at night at FIT and I was taking classes during the day at RCC, applied to accessories design, Jewelry design was not for me. It's like super intricate, too many details. I didn't enjoy it. And I was excited. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Went to school for accessories design for two years. Made some really great friends. FIT is amazing. Um, love the environment. Super inspiring. For the times that I had summer break, I would intern for my mom. Start school at FIT. I love it. It was exhausting traveling every day to the city. I would take the Muncie Trails bus. I made some really good friends on the bus because we would sit there together uh, for like an hour and a half there and back. I don't miss it at all, but I have some good memories about it. At this point, I was like slowly transitioning into just being slightly more modern. And it was just really cool for me to be in a more secular environment and see all these people and what they're doing and learn about people who went to art school. And I thought it was so cool that people had been trained and had like options to choose different things growing up. Like they were able to hone in on different interests, whether it was sports or art or business. And I was just like, wow, that would have been cool. I didn't even have art in high school, like zero art. I had like no extracurriculars. In the interim, in between semesters, I would intern by my mom at Julia Hart, and I was helping her when she transitioned to be the creative director of La Perla. I interned there as well. And I came to realize that what I liked was the designing aspect. And when you're working as an associate and a very low end, like when you first start out in accessories design, you're just doing a lot of computer work, copying someone else's things, just helping them organize, doing spec sheets, all the things I hated about accessories design. And the only really cool job that I enjoyed was like creative director, which was something that I would have to work years and years to get to. And I realized I didn't love accessories design that much to be wanting to make a $30,000 salary. Basically, it could make more money working at McDonald's. And anybody in fashion design knows you have to like truly be so obsessed with it that you're willing to make no money because you love fashion so much. And I realized I didn't love fashion enough to be making no money and having a desk job. So I was like, okay, let me, I had all, I was off for the summer. I was interning, but it was really light. I was still doing my nannying. So I was still making money on the side. And I decided that I was going to start an Instagram page. This is in 2017 in July and blogging was really big at the time. So I spent like a good, the month of June trying to like research. I'm a big research girl on how to build a website how to grow an Instagram page, what it's like being in social media. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out in the summer. If I don't like it, that's fine. I learned a lot about websites and Instagram and social media. And if I do like it, cool. I'll, I'll see where it goes. My blog, I called it Sunny's and Sangria. At that time, people didn't use their names on Instagram. They used something like that would relate to their page. So Sunny's was like the fashion part, accessories, sangria was a travel part because I love making travel itineraries, love traveling. I had a monthly things to do in New York City post that I would do. 
And I took it really seriously. When school started again in September, where I was starting my bachelor's in accessories design, I was like, what am I doing? I'm really enjoying social media. Why don't I drop out of the program and switch to direct and interactive marketing at FIT, which is basically social media marketing? I made the big decision of leaving school in the middle of this, well, after like maybe the second week of school. And I was like, I'm going to take social media seriously. I was still doing my nannying, so I was making some money. I remember telling Ben that I needed five years to make money, like actual money, not like baby money. Because in the beginning, like you have to also, like social media, you need to know that you're not making anything until you really put in enough work and build up your following and people who are interested in you. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to give this a shot. When I started my Instagram page, and this is something that I want to share with everyone who is interested in social media, you need to be so confident in yourself and not care about what anyone else thinks. Because when you start your page and you have zero followers, people are going to talk about you. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to be like, oh, she's trying to be a this or she's trying to be that. And you have to just be like, I don't give a fuck because I want to try this out. It's something that I want to do. I remember having people come over to me and be like, oh, what are you up to these days? Like, I know you've tried so many different things. Like, have you figured it out yet? And I was 24. So, like, everybody fuck off. And if anyone talks to you like that or gives you shit for changing your career path or makes fun of you in any way for deciding to leave your job and try something new, just know that they're probably unhappy in their job and they're just jealous that you're making the change because it's not easy to make a change like that and change your career path until you find something you love. And I am so thankful that I made that change because I wake up every day and I love what I do. Like I genuinely am excited about things that are coming up. I found for me what I really struggled with growing up, regardless of being religious, not religious now, I would love to be a mother one day, God willing. I think that it's really important as women to have a job and something that you're making your own money and that's something outside of your family. And that doesn't mean it has to be like, you don't need to be a CEO or full-time, but even something part-time, I think just to have like that escape from your family so that when your kids grow up and they don't need you as much, you still have something that you can hold on to and continue doing. Thank God. With technology these days, you can live to have a very long, successful life till you're 100. Let's say your kids don't need you past 50. What are you doing for the other 50 years? Like, you're going to want to have something to do. Hopefully, you'll be able to, like, be a consultant or not have to do something full time. But you're still really young. And I can't imagine, like, I feel like I would be bored if at 50 I had, like, nothing driving me to do anything. So, but what I really struggled with was like, how am I going to be a mom and be flexible, continue something that I love and make money for myself and also have a job? Like I, it was really something that I struggled with when I found that I could do social media and be my own boss and make my own hours and combine my cosmetology school, my accessories design, because one day I hope to have my own line of product, my cooking, sharing recipes, things like that. I found this place where I can do all of my interests in one area and make money. Not in the beginning, 
but I knew that it was a possibility if I stuck with. Now, I'm a very self-motivated person, and I think that's why I'm good at my job. And anyone who's in freelance, you have to be so on yourself because nobody's telling you to work. Nobody's telling you to make money. Nobody's going out there to bring you your jobs. I'm now represented by an agency and they do outreach for me. But I didn't sign on with an agency until three years in. So I was pitching myself. I was emailing. I was going to events. I was networking, putting myself out there and doing free work every single day until finally I started growing a following and I was able to start getting paid work. But even to this day, 90% of the work I do on a daily basis is free so that I get the 10% of work. And that's good because I'm able to be on myself, motivate myself because I love what I do. I think that's something that people don't necessarily realize about social media. They say you trade it in your nine to five for 24 seven. Like I'm always on, I'm always thinking about relatable content, things to share. How am I going to make my day interesting? What are people interested in? What am I liking on other people's pages? And I can definitely do an episode where I delve into social media more if you guys are interested. I feel like all the steps that I took brought me to this place and I'm really thankful for that. And I've grown so much as a person by having to go to events by myself and put myself out there and really decide what I want for me. As I've mentioned before, like dating is easier for me because I've had to go to networking events and talk to people and learn how to make small talk. I've met so many incredible people in this industry and had all these opportunities because I decided to take a leap of faith for myself. I am 29 years old. I turn 30 next month. I am still a student. I stuck on with my direct and interactive marketing degree, taking one to two classes a semester for the past five years. Because for me, I don't need my degree. I don't think I'll ever use it. When I started getting it, it was more of my backup plan because I didn't know if Instagram would work out and I wasn't making any money. So I knew that if I had to get a nine to five job and I needed a steady income, in addition to nannying, I would have something to fall back on. So I was like, I'm going to stick with this. I'll have my design degree and I'll be working in marketing, so I'll be able to find a job. And then when I realized that I wouldn't need my degree anymore because I had started making money in social media, I wanted to continue doing it because for me, it's more of an accomplishment because I never dreamed of going to college. If my 17-year-old self graduating from Base Yaakov of Muncie would see myself today, like I just could have never dreamed the life that I have right now and the opportunities I've had. And I'm so thankful for every single step in my journey that led me to where I am today. So if you're someone who is figuring out what you want to do and you feel lost, just know that this experience, whatever experience you're in, is guiding you to where you're going to be. And you're going to look back at this time and be like, I needed to be in this job to learn this. And look back at every job you've had and And try to find like, what did you gain from that? Because I can promise you there's going to be something that you gained and nothing that you do in life is a waste. And you should never look back at time you spent and regret it because that developed you into the person you are today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I started my Instagram in 2017, and then I got on TikTok in November of 2019. So like right before the pandemic, I went to a Teen Vogue Summit. We had the option to choose a business that we wanted to visit. They had Instagram or Facebook at the time, HBO, like a modeling agency, and TikTok. And I had heard about TikTok. I wasn't on it. A friend of mine was. And I was like, you know what? I have been to the Instagram, Facebook headquarters in New York. Let me try TikTok. So I go. They were still in a WeWork at the time, tiny little office. They were transitioning into a regular office. And I was so inspired by what the app was. They had told me that they took like a, the Lizzo song and brought it to the top 10 charts when it was a song that was like two years old. And I was like, this is a really cool app. And I had been asking my little brother to tell me what the next big thing was because I felt like Instagram was starting to lull a little bit. And I knew that there was going to be a new social media app that was going to come out and it was going to start to be popular with a younger generation. So every so often I ask my brother, like, what's going on? What are kids on these days? And he, I think, had mentioned TikTok, but he at, at that point it was still like becoming new. So when I went to the offices and I was sold, I'm like, I'm going to start a TikTok. Guys, if you would see my TikTok. From then, from November, I remember I posted my tic- my first TikTok on November 1st. I had no idea how to use the app. There was no fashion, no beauty on it. It was literally just like funny videos, lip syncing with music, not really sounds, and dancing. And I don't do any of those things. So I was like, what am I going to do on the app? And I remember talking to someone that worked there when I was at the office. And I was like, I do lifestyle, like fashion, travel, beauty. And she was like, that's a totally undefined category, but it's something that I think would be really successful. If you can figure it out, you're going to be golden. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try figuring it out. So I just posted all different types of content. And then December 25th, I was with my family on safari in South Africa, and I posted a TikTok trend with my sister Miriam in matching Christmas pajamas. I remember I posted it and at that time I had 7,000 followers and I was like, I really want to get to 10,000 followers by the new year. I was posting a lot of like great content. I was like in Africa on safari. There was like great things to share. My outfits were amazing. The scenery was really cool. So I was slowly getting more traction. But I remember I posted the video and then we went on like the nighttime safari or the afternoon one and I came back and my video had 20,000 views and I was like, holy crap like that's a lot in just three or four hours and then I woke up the next day and it had 2.2 million views and I was like oh my god and I had gained overnight like 100,000 followers because this is 2019 TikTok was still really new I remember following Addison Ray, and she had 700,000 followers and I was like that's fucking crazy 700,000 and now what does she have like 50 million or something I was just gaining a lot of followers. The video capped at 42 million views and I gained around 300,000 followers within that month. And I just like was bombing out content because people are looking at my page. So by the time the pandemic started in March, I had 500,000 followers 
And I remember trying to pitch myself to brands. Like I'm like, I have 500,000 followers. And they're like, we don't really know what TikTok is. Like this isn't really high value. I remember someone paid me $500 to make a video and I had 500,000 followers. And I took it because I was like, I want to start making money on TikTok. Then the pandemic hits and everyone gets on TikTok. And I grew my following to past a million. That was a really exciting day for me. But my mom had told my family and my siblings that she wanted to this TV show. I was obviously really on board because this is a great opportunity for me to get my name out there, to share a story, to connect with people. So I was definitely like the most like into it. And I think I had the easiest transition going on camera because I was used to filming myself all the time. I also think I had an easier transition with people knowing who I am because with having over a million followers on TikTok and having like a pretty, before the show came out, I think I had like 85,000 followers on Instagram. So I had like a decent sized following. So I was used to people coming over to me and being like, I follow you on TikTok. So that when people are like, I watch your show, I like, it didn't feel as weird to me as I think it was a harder transition for my siblings being like, wait, you know who I am? Because it is a weird feeling. I remember the first few times people came over to me and they were like, oh, like, how's your family doing? Or like, I love that outfit that you wore last week. And I'm like, what? Um, excuse me. And uh, you just get used to it. Obviously, I always appreciate saying hi to you guys. I'm going to do a separate episode where I talk about filming. I'm going to do a question box. I feel like you guys have a lot of questions about that. But a really amazing experience whenever people ask me about it. Like the fact that I'm able to work with my family. I love my family. I'm super close to them. I can also do it while I'm doing my regular social media job is just a really big blessing. And I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to share my life and hopefully inspire people to chase their dreams on an incredible platform like Netflix. Now, I hope you enjoyed my little pep talk on finding your way and figuring out what you want to do with your life. And I really encourage people, if you're unhappy in your job, do something else, especially in your 20s. Like you have the opportunity. You have no real responsibilities if you don't have children or crazy bills. You have the ability to try something new and you shouldn't be that person who wakes up every day and is miserable. Like when I go on dates and I talk to people, a guy and he's like, yeah, I hate my job. I'm like, so then why are you there? Like make a change, make a move. Like it takes guts and it takes confidence and it's a leap of faith for sure, but you're never going to regret trying to find something that you enjoy more in life. So take that leap of faith. Make sure that you love what you do because there is something for everyone out there. I don't believe that there's a person that can't find their calling in the workforce. So yeah, my career life has been a crazy journey the past 10 years. I'm so thankful for where I am right now and I have so many exciting things that I want to continue doing. Where do I see my life in down the line? What's my career goals? I would definitely say that I hope to have my own line of products someday. And that's why I love being able to work with brands like The Clear Cut, designing a capsule collection with them and doing my press on nails with Paint Bucket because that's a really great experience for me to understand my purchase power, what people like, what price point can I make things in and I've just been learning so much over time and I definitely think that that's going to propel me into the next stage of life and the next place that I want to be within my career.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to the follow your heart segment, someone wrote in tips for boosting your confidence. I could go on and on about how to build confidence. I definitely think that some people, it comes more naturally to them. And I feel like very thankful that my parents brought me up in a way to be very confident. And they always told me, you can be whatever you want to be. You are amazing. You are incredible. You got this. You can do whatever you set your mind to as long as you work hard. So I definitely feel like I was brought up in an environment that made me very self-confident. And I think I naturally am like that as well. I don't really give a shit about what people think about me. And I'm happy to take changes and chances on myself. I definitely have grown that and honed those skills over time through my life experiences. But I think that that definitely helped. So if you weren't brought up in an environment like that, I, I do think it is more challenging if you weren't instilled with it in birth. Make it till you make it. If you want to be more confident, think about the people that you aspire to be, like the energy that they give off. They walk into a room and they're making eye contact with people. They're not shying away and looking down at their phone. They're talking proudly about what they do. And I think that even if deep down inside you are not confident, if you give off the impression that you are and you stand tall and you stand straight and you put on this persona that is going to be really helpful because people are going to perceive you that way and the more people perceive you that way the more you're going to start to believe it because confidence is all about how you feel about yourself so if you put out the energy of I am important I am smart. I am successful. Even if you don't actually feel that way, people are going to think that of you. And slowly it's going to go into your subconscious and it's going to help you out. And I do think it's really important to talk to yourself. Um, Have little pep talks. I do that. I'll look at myself in the mirror. I'll write things down. I'll be like, Bachava, you got this. You're going to do this. You're going to be okay. Even if you're really nervous, I think taking that step for yourself and doing something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, celebrate those moments because you should be like, wow, look, I spoke to that person and I introduced myself and I told them my name. And don't be like, okay, that's not a big deal for anyone. And if it's a big deal for you, say, wow, I'm so proud of myself. I took a step. I introduced myself to someone and that made me uncomfortable, but I did it anyway. And celebrate the little wins of when you feel yourself coming out of your comfort zone and as time goes along those little wins are going to get bigger and bigger and you're going to get more comfortable and more confident so I hope that's helpful and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on my long career journey and hopefully it inspired you if you are thinking about making a change that today's the day to look into something new if you're unhappy with where you are As always, follow me at Bachava Heart on every social platform. Give this episode a thumbs up or a five star. Share it with your friends. And until next time on Heart to Heart. 